The other day I learned that there are about five phases to a relationship. Today we're going to focus on two of them. The very first one is known as the honeymoon phase. The other one, the disillusionment phase. We'll come back to this later. So on average, the honeymoon phase typically lasts about six months to two years. And during that period of time, boundaries melt away. Time is an illusion. Emotions get heightened and rationale goes out the window. At least that that's how I experienced it. <laughs> that's why most people wait a while before taking any life-changing major decisions in that period of time. These decisions could fog our judgment or make us blind to red flags. And uh, of course, these partners can simply break up before things get serious. And um, yeah, there are some exceptions to the rule. I'm going to admit that. Like emotionally mature individuals who know how to keep those boundaries, timing and respect intact despite the honeymoon phase. But let's bring it back. Let's dig in. So to add to this, at some point, the expression lovebirds, a common name for a small group of parrots that are known to be social and affectionate with each other. Well, that term became a metaphor for a pair of people who have affection for each other. And I'm sure you've heard of it before. The lovebird term is used between newly dating people and can last until the boyfriend, girlfriend, and as far as newlywed stage. Hence why it's associated with the honeymoon phase. It's the beginning. The name lovebird comes from the parrot's strong monogamous pair bonding and the long periods which they spend sitting together side by side. They pine for each other when they miss each other. And yes, they feed each other and more. Makes you think that's actually not really a metaphor, right? It's practically the same thing in our species. Except it's not necessarily a lifetime deal. Again, the lovebird expression is often limited to the very beginning of a relationship. Basically, in that beginning, there's a rush that happens. There's a fascination that is triggered by a connection that is new and it's exciting and it's just so... We are able to spend time together and talk for long hours. We can dance to the same music. We finish each other's sentences. We share our last bite with our significant other. We have so much in common. It sounds really beautiful. Honestly, I do believe this chemistry can last for years to come. But I've heard it's unrealistic and definitely not healthy when maintained at 100%. Just like the real lovebirds that mate forever, us humans can last a lifetime with the ideal partner, but sometimes it can be lost or forgotten when we have this beautiful, this beautiful thing called life happens. The trustful, right? Now, here's the funny thing I learned about the real lovebirds. Let's get down to business. 
If you've been listening to me during a few episodes, you've probably figured out by now that I love digging into the nuts, fairy tale things. Things that bring us back to earth. Get this. The parrot lovebirds live in holes, cavities, almost secluded. And with that comes their aggressivity. I've been practicing saying this word. I don't know how to pronounce this. Aggressivity. Anyways, they're aggressive. They're territorial and can become jealous and hormonal. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah, not healthy. It's not too far from how we experience new relationships, though. When something feels so good, we try to protect it. Nobody or nothing will have the right to take that happiness away from us. No matter how blind we are to it or how detrimental it is to us, not even our own partners are allowed to steer us away from it. We believe in this honeymoon. It's the right thing. It's the one Well, remember those boundaries we spoke about earlier? In terms of lovebirds, those boundaries, they apply to others, not to our partners. Singularity, individuality, my most precious words. But to lovebirds, they'll say, but what's that? The dangerous part about the lovebird slash honeymoon phase is that it sets the tone as well as the so-called boundaries for the remainder of the relationship. The tricky part is things change. And without proper checkpoints, vulnerability, and communication, we leave room for things to sneak in. And that's where the trouble begins. I did some research here. Gwendolyn Seidman, associate professor of psychology, states, people who have the most unrealistic expectations about how wonderful and blissful their relationship will be tend to end up disappointed. Why is that? Because that's where trouble begins. We believe that our expectations without proper communication are bound to not only happen, be permanent. It's been happening all this time. We're so used to it. Why is it changing now? All of this is rooted in trying so hard to impress the other party from the beginning because we're blindly in love. As we're getting serious with each other, the next step is to get more committed, serious. And with that comes a merging point, emerging from singular to dual. Another stage of relationships, according to Linda Carroll, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, is the disillusionment stage. Are you ready? Because I was not. She describes it as the winter season of love. Winter is coming, Game of Thrones, pun intended. The season where the I re-emerges. She explains how all the issues that the couple have shoved under the rug become glaringly obvious. And I quote, at this juncture, our original experience of passionate love is often a distant memory. The I becomes much safer than the we. Keyword, safer. So safe. (laughs) Now, here are two ways to go about this. One, 
you can profit off of the disillusionment phase. It brings forward some issues that, if addressed, can help you move past the illusional honeymoon phase. We grow up. The second part of disillusionment is that we realize, hey, this relationship is not working for me. It is not what I want. And I feel like when I love myself, it feels much better than when I love you. Now, that can be quite a bit toxic. So when it comes to the lovebird phase, I think it's quite important for us to open our eyes, to stay awake, to still love the person, to still be open to who they are and what they represent and what their goal and the whole point of being in a relationship with you is. Being in a honeymoon phase can make us so blind and we jump into commitments that forces us to keep going in a relationship. It is quite tricky. And that we believe it or not, most of us get trapped into this kind of relationship until we reach 10 years down the line and we realize, I never loved you. I was just trying to live as per your expectations and your needs. My experience with that kind of relationship is to open up, be vulnerable, be honest, and speak of your expectations. There are absolutely no such thing as a relationship with no expectations. So talk it out, make it work, and maybe you could just go back to being lovebirds with open communication.